Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather and science and earth science and even some off-topic stuff. Uh, That certainly qualifies today, as you will see. I'm your host, Andre Bernier. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is a scary episode, number 20, for Wednesday, October 31st, 2018. And the weather certainly has taken kind of a scary tone uh, for a while today. Lots and lots of low clouds. It chopped off the city skyline in Cleveland. It was dark today. It was very rainy to start. Fortunately, the rain kind of let up in most of northeast Ohio for the trick-or-treating hours between 6 and 8 in most communities. Uh, But the rain was still coming down uh, perhaps a little bit heavier, well to the south, south of Canton, Sugar Creek and Kilbuck, and uh, points basically from there down to Zanesville and over to Weirton, West Virginia. Things are settling down, at least right now. But there is a flood watch, which goes into effect for tomorrow. Uh, This front isn't done. It came through today. And, in fact, a really cool time lapse today on Fox 8 News at 5 o'clock. I showed it uh, because at 1 o'clock it was just overcast with the typical rain. We had southwest winds. Then, boom, the minute the wind shifted into the north, this wall of clouds literally chopped the city skyline so that you couldn't see it anymore. And the ceiling, that's what we call the cloud ceiling, dropped from a couple thousand feet all the way down to about 100 or 200 feet. It was an interesting sight indeed. Uh, But uh, tomorrow, that very same front is going to be host to a low-pressure system, which is going to squeeze even more moisture out of that front. In fact, a lot more with the second go-around than with the front half today. Uh, So later Thursday, Thursday night, and Friday, the rain could be heavy at times. We're talking one to two inches of rain, and in some cases, some backyards, we'll see more than that. That's why the flood watch is in effect through Friday morning. So if you're in a low-lying area or if you're near a creek or a river, keep an eye on things uh, because things could get very interesting with that very heavy rain, which will arrive on the first day of November. Uh, But I want to introduce a, a topic which is a little off topic normally. We keep things centered on weather and science and and things of that nature. Uh, However, uh, from time to time, I do go off topic. And the reason is just interesting, especially if I find something very, very interesting. And the topic of choice today is candy. Of course, it's candy. It's uh, Halloween night, trick-or-treat night. And uh, that's the night uh, that all of those uh, wonderful little kids come back with uh, just a goodie bag. And, of course, making dentists happy, etc. Make sure all the kids brush their teeth tonight. And uh, I'm sure that most of those parents are going to be uh, overseeing the consumption of all of that sugar. Uh, over the course of uh, perhaps the next uh, few weeks, if not a month or two, dependent upon just how uh, big of a uh, goodie bag those uh, little uh, tiny tots came home with. Okay, I want to talk about the top 10 candy bars of all time. And uh, this is based on sales, at least currently in the last couple of years. 
and we're going to look at the top 10. And we'll start at 10, just like Casey Kasem on American Top 40 did back in the 70s and 80s, and work our way to number one. Okay, number 10, and most of these I'm sure you're going to to recognize. I'll give you the name, and I'll give you how much that particular bar generated over the course of, uh, I think it's every year. Okay, here we go. Number 10, Almond Joy. And the revenue it generated, 60, 60, 60.8 million dollars, almost 61 million. Number nine is Milky Way. It generated 70 million dollars. Now, this was a surprise, and it's a relative newcomer in position number eight. And uh, it's Hershey's Cookies and Cream Bar. It generated $80 million. And it's the newest candy on the list. And it hit candy stands in 1994. So that was my sixth year uh, into my tenure here at WJW at Fox 8. And uh, it was billed as a unique twist on the classic Hershey milk chocolate bar uh, because it's made of white chocolate, not dark chocolate. White chocolate, and uh, it has cookie bits in it. All right, uh, on to number seven, Three Musketeers, $100 million in sales. Number six, one of my favorites, the Twix Bar, $169.9 million, almost $170 million there. And uh, it's interesting that uh, between number seven and number six, the Twix Bar, that there is that much distance in the revenue that is generated. But there's one wafer bar that did better than Twix, and it is the Kit Kat. Everybody knows that. 200 million plus in revenue. Now here's one which is a good old fashioned a very very uh, shall we say plain Jane uh, chocolate bar and it is number four Hershey's milk chocolate bar. That's it. Just a milk chocolate bar by Hershey's. 249 million. Almost 250 million in revenue. Wow. But there's one better than that. At number three, it is Snickers, $386 million in sales. Number two, by process of elimination, you probably have figured this one out by now. Because uh, really, this has to be in the top ten. But I've not mentioned it yet. Can you name the uh, candy that I'm thinking of and that I'm looking at right now. I'll tell you that the revenue generated was almost $400 million. And it is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. But there's one more, and it's number one. Not by much. The revenue on number one, $406.7 million. So it literally just edged out the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup by uh, just a, a few million. And when you get up around $400 million, what's a million or two between friends, right? Number one, ladies and gentlemen, are the M&M's. M&M's, best-selling chocolate treat 
It's been around since 1941, and it was designed with the intention of bringing uh, consumers a chocolate that wouldn't melt in their hands. You know the the uh, uh, little saying that they have, it melts in your mouth, not in your hands. And uh, it was actually Dunn's uh, to give GIs serving in World War II the chocolates that they were looking for, uh, but um, they they couldn't really have a chocolate bar. In some cases, the war theaters were very warm. Chocolate uh, just doesn't do it warm. It doesn't do well at warm temperatures. So they had to figure out a way. And what they did is they just kind of put a, a little candy coating around it to encapsulate it and called it M&M's. Been around since 1941. M&M's are red, yellow, blue, orange, and green. Uh, but believe it or not, it's the red one that gets the top billing. Very, very interesting indeed. So there you have it. Uh, thought I'd give you a little bit of uh, a candy fun on this October 31st. Brand new month begins tomorrow, November 1st. And I also want to remind you that uh, as far as climatology goes, if you average out the entire month of October 2018, the average departure from normal for the month only one degree above normal, and that is inside statistical normal. However, somebody wrote to me and, and posted on my Twitter account, yes, but you, you fail to mention, you have to take into account uh, the wild swings. Uh, and um, I've been saying that from day one and uh, mentioning that. I said on paper, it looks normal. But as we all know, it was anything but and uh, it would be great if uh, people, by and large, kind of listened to everything in context. Uh, but we do get that from time to time. It's just a nature of uh, being in television and being uh, in the media uh, that many times uh, somebody will gravitate towards something that you say and then completely and totally uh, with myopic vision, laser sharp myop my with laser sharp myopic vision will essentially not see the context. So I did say that, and uh, yeah, it was very very warm first eleven days, and then it was persistently colder than normal for the last twenty one days, and uh, thus we were able to take that. Uh, a 12-degree surplus on October the 11th and trim it down to right inside the normal range. A little wetter than normal, too, by the way, by about a half an inch. Let's see what November will bring. And, of course, we put out our winter weather outlook. You can check that out with the previous edition. And just go to weatherjazz.com and scroll down, look for winter weather outlook. Have a great night, everybody. Stay safe, stay dry, and we'll see you in a brand new month tomorrow, November, right here on Weather Jazz.